Hey there, you're listening to the Conservation Spotlight, where we shine a light on partnerships and programs that can serve our beautiful natural resources right here in Marion County. We are illuminating our Marion Soil and Water Conservation mission of conserving soil, water, and natural resources for urban and agricultural audiences in the Willamette Valley. And I'm your host, Jenny Ammon. I'm the natural resource educator from the Marion Soil and Water Conservation District. And on this episode, we are talking with Terry Sue, our board chairperson from the Marion SWCD board. And he will cover how he became aware of the SWCD and the election process, some of his conservation priorities and passions, and dive into what it's like being on a board and how that mission plays out in programming, in our district, and how connections spread throughout the state in the SWCD system. So I often wonder, how do you become an elected official, and what are the roles, and what is it really like to be on a soil and water conservation board? And that's exactly what we're going to help you with this week. So Terry, good morning. We have been living through a bit of a strange time. So your perspective on being a board member, you can say I've been a board member elected official through a pandemic, which I don't know how many people can say. I suppose anybody who is right now can say that. But um, yeah, it's certainly unique. That's for sure. I just would love to give the audience a little bit of a picture about you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I guess I'm the sort of person who's sort of interested in everything. And if I got my fingers into everything that I was interested in, then I would have absolutely no time. So a, a little reflection about what I am or who I am. I'm on three boards, actually, not just the Marion Soil Water Conservation District Board. I'm on the Salem Youth Symphony Board. I'm on the ASCE Capital Branch Board. And, and then, of course, on the Marion Soil Water Conservation District Board. I teach the violin and I play the violin. I also am a licensed water resources professional engineer here in Oregon and Washington. So I do some work as an engineer from home. And I also have a, a farm, 66 acres here in Salem, uh, where we do a lot of regenerative agriculture. I love music. There's a lot of crossover between music and practicing and being passionate about something. Um, do you find crossover between the the music that you're involved in and your other roles? I guess one thing about music is it's sort of, it's extremely detail-oriented and to make it, and, and there's no such thing as perfection. You can, mm. and and the better you get, the more you realize there's more to learn. And you never reach the standard of which you set for yourself because as soon as you reach it, you develop a new standard. So it's sort of a bottomless pit in that sense. Um, I, I find that that um, that sort of skill is useful for a lot of things in terms of like being an engineer, working in tremendous detail, and being a farmer. You you work on things and and you try to fix things for one thing, and then it ends up going backwards in another, like, you know, you get a bunch of animals and then your animals all of a sudden cause an erosion problem because they tromp over something or they become prey. So suddenly you have coyotes. So suddenly you have to build fences and then, then the coyotes dig under the fences. So it's, it's also a sort of a bottomless pit. 
I see a lot of crossover, and I definitely think that standard always moves up a rung. So whether you're doing regenerative egg or violin, and I can tell that that is uh, most farmers' story. As soon as they try something new, it's probably, okay, how do we adjust from here? Love hearing a little bit of backstory about folks, especially how they became aware of Marion SWCD. So how did you become aware of our agency? Well, I was working in at the time in Utah when I was working at a consulting firm, and we did some projects with the Nevada NRCS. They were funded projects where they were grants and federal contributions to help people with their irrigation in most cases. And so when I moved to Oregon and we ended up getting a farm, I got to thinking, oh, I wonder if they have a similar agency or group in Oregon. And indeed, they they did have an NRCS in Oregon, but they also had these conservation districts, which were sort of connected to or similar to NRCS, except that they were a little bit smaller scale, which seemed to fit what we were doing a little bit better. So I inquired about it, and indeed there were grant programs, and was able to get some grants to help my farm out. Wonderful. The soil and water conservation districts across the state are pretty impressive. Um, we, the Marion SWCD history, if some our listeners don't know, we came about historically from FDR and our soil erosion in the Dust Bowl. We're like, hey, we got to protect our greatest resource, which is the soil. And so that soil conservation became a big part of soil and water conservation districts locally. And we were, we had several different, three different um, districts in our area, the state in Silverton and Mount Angel. And we became the Marion Soil and Water Conservation District in 1971. But through the 40s and 50s, there were three different districts and we were all consolidated in 71 and since then have been trying to put conservation practices on the ground, which is wonderful that you found us through those practices. Yeah, I actually wasn't aware of uh, SWCDs when I learned more and more about them, found out that they have a, a long history actually, um, going all the way back to FDR and the Dust Bowl. So it was interesting. We also are um, trying to figure out, Terry, when we get to do interviews on the Conservation Spotlight, what it is that people are passionate about or what are their drivers um, in conservation. And we'll dive into that question a little more, but I wanted to ask you personally, what is it that drives you? You know, you said regenerative ag, and that's something um, makes a lot of sense, but maybe you could expand on, on that here, too. It goes back a little bit to the original comment about how, you know, issues pop up here and there on with regards to farms. The big thing we're doing right now, which I would say is working, is we have um, cattle and sheep that we're trying to raise in a way where they're allowed to roam freely on our property. They're given a lot of freedom. They have choices as far as what they can eat when they go out. We try to rotationally graze to to protect the land. And as a result, we get a very, very good quality beef and lamb out of out of our products. And that's uh, both very enjoyable to, to eat, but also brings back something to the soil. More organic matter, just more organic, organic matter. matter. Yes. Exactly. Terry, you bring a lot to the table with conservation, but I'm hoping that we can put on your uh, SWCD hat for this question. 
What are your conservation priorities uh, for the district? So that's an interesting one. I mean, whatever my particular conservation priorities might be is sort of, um, I mean, I might be the chair, but I'm only one person. It's not entirely my decision. It becomes a board decision. And years ago, there were priorities set for the district based on what the board decided. Water quality, water quantity, and riparian areas. And that doesn't necessarily reflect my opinion. In my opinion, it really should be soil and water because our name is Soil and Water. But that was sort of what the board had prioritized at the time. That makes sense. Our strategic plan is written uh, every five years. When we did the five-year strategic plan, the water came to the top as far as a priority, just knowing we had a lot of droughts and we need to protect that resource as is. So it came to the top, and we still do soil-saving strategies through irrigation and things. But that process to me was a really cool learning experience. I haven't done that. I've worked for conservation um, boards in back in Iowa. And the strategic planning was really left to the board. And to have some staff input was, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. And looking forward to when we do another strategic plan, getting more, even more input. Very good. And those things can be found on our website. If people are like, wow, a strategic plan, I'd love to read it. And if you don't want to read it, we're not judging you. But it's <laughs> it's there on marionswcd.net. And if people are just listening, just tuning in, um, my name's Jenny Ammon with Marion Soil and Water Conservation District. And I'm talking to our Marion Soil and Water Conservation Board Chairperson, Terry Sue, And we are just diving in right now to the board position and the election process and what it's like to be an elected official. So we're happy to have you. And we are on KMUZ. This program will be on the third Wednesday of every month. All right, Terry, I'm going to dive back into the board questions. So what is it like to serve on the SWCD board? Well, we meet once a month for a board meeting. The board meetings tend to last a couple hours or so. We also have committees, uh, various committees, a, a administrative committee, an education committee, a uh, program committee, where we try to take a deeper dive into some of the subjects so when we come back to the main committee we can um, make, you know, better decisions. Uh, you know, we get together, we talk, we we disagree sometimes, we you know, we vote on things. The, the biggest thing I would like to say about being on the board is it's um, it's meaningful. I think we're doing a good thing. Terry, you've served in different roles. Could you talk a little bit about the roles you've served and then your longevity? And I think it was six years that okay. I've been on the board. But as an elected official, I've only been on the board. This is my – I'm starting my third year of being on the board as an elected official. Um I, I got on the board originally as an associate, and I was an associate for about four years. One of the board members actually ended up passing away, and so they needed a new board member, and so I ended up getting appointed, and then I ran and managed to get elected. Nice. So associate directors, if there's people listening that said, well, that sounds like something I'd like to do with my time, how do they do that? They would just contact the district, and then there's an application form, and they could fill out that application. Ideally, they would come to a board meeting and see what things are about and what we're like. Um, we've had people come and think they wanted to become associates or board members, and then they come to the board, board meeting and they go, 
ah, that's not really for me. Or they come <laughs> to the board meeting and they think, okay, this is fantastic. I want to do this. And then Absolutely. they join the board. And those are posted on our website as well. We post all of our notices there. Um, and so you can join uh, and join in on committee meetings or the board meetings and check it out. Um, we're more than happy to have you. The meetings are public. If you want to come to the to check out a meeting and see what it's about, you're more than welcome to. I love that. Thanks for reiterating that. I think it's good to be reminded those are public meetings. I'm hoping you can shine some light on what it was like to go through that election process, kind of those steps that you went through. Um, what kind of experience was that? Yeah, it's it was interesting. It wasn't really – I mean, I, I don't think ever in my entire life did I expect to become an elected official, first of all. <laughs> the process itself is fairly straightforward. You you go to Marion County, you file – to become on the on the ballot you you can have your picture on there if you want you can have a little statement you put that down there um and anybody who meets the requirements i think you have to have 10 acres or um unless you're one of the at-large positions in which case you're not required to have 10 acres of land within uh the borders of the marion soilwater conservation district and and then you can run that's that's really quite quite all it takes to to go through the election process. Of course, you have to actually get votes, um, but <laughs> presuming you get the votes, then you become a board member. So you were talking about the Marion County voter pamphlet, which is how you start that process. And ODA has a hand in it too, don't they? That is correct. They okay. do are required to just sort of certify and make sure that you're uh, considered an acceptable applicant, that you meet all the requirements. I always think about seeing your own picture and then your your bio in a voter pamphlet would be a little surreal. It was a little surreal, I, I, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was not not something I was really expecting that I would be doing in my life ever. You know, in case people are attempting to make you know their millions being on SWCD boards, this is an unpaid position. Um, you devote your own time, you devote your own resources in many cases to benefit the the Marion SWCD it that's you know it's it's truly a public service absolutely I think that's a really great point so the the process itself it does take a little time and yes it's unpaid um, and I think that that's important to point out and I also feel like there's a lot of really great community service provided by SWCDs whether here or across the state which is great because it kind of leads into what I'd love to ask you about what part on the board do you really enjoy? That's that's a really interesting question in in the sense that I don't so much enjoy anything <laughs> that I do on the board. <laughs> I will be really frank. Sometimes I think it's it's a bit arduous and it's a bit of work. But one thing I can say is that being on the board is meaningful. At least I consider it meaningful. I think we're doing something positive. I think we're doing something where we are doing things that are helpful to soil and water. You know, for instance, we were the first people to come through and be able to benefit the people that were suffering through the fires in the San Am watershed, you know, in Gates and Mill Creek in that area. We're able to do things where we're helping out erosion and other things. It's, I think it's all positive. And so in that sense, it's meaningful. I think the roles on the board, I honestly, I really love, 
I love your truthfulness about the roles. In the board, there's a lot of tasks that have to be done, right? And so, but then when you get to look at that that work that Jenny and the rest of the staff did by responding and doing site visits in the canyon on a situation that was completely out of our hands, but we knew we had an opportunity to help and to get staff out there and to connect with other resources for our citizens was fantastic. And the board's ability to say, yes, this is a priority was wonderful. And I can't say enough about the board and our staff, how they responded to that situation. I I applaud you. I don't want to clap into the recording, but um, <laughs> I think that's really important. And I definitely think sometimes with, there's a lot of uh, professional things that have to be done, but the the work the staff does is supported by the board, which is wonderful. Yeah, it, yeah, the Sandy Empire, I think, was a really, really important role that the Marian SWCD was able to jump in and fill immediately. There was a lot of support from federal agencies, um, FEMA and, and, uh, NRCS and, and Marion County also. But the, the response time, it wasn't happening right away. And we were just, we were just there. We're just like, okay, we see a problem. We've got people on the board. All we have to do is take a vote. Okay, we vote. We're going to help these people. We're going to go out there. We're going to put some straw mulch down. We're going to evaluate the areas and the, you know, do, do engineering evaluations and such. So I felt a certain amount of pride in being able to be able to be responsive to those people. And Terry, thanks for that work. I think there's a lot of people that would say that too. We are in a group, SWCDs. It's not that every county has one. They all have soil and water at the, the, top of their priority list and it's in their missions. And lately we've been really tying into some of our regional SWCDs to a partner so that we're not doing things on our own, but also provide outreach and education. As a board member, uh, how do we tie in statewide to other SWCDs and other conservation systems? Statewide, there's 45 SWCDs um, and they're all administered by ODA who sort of provides us the general overall guidance and ties things in to some degree. But a lot of why how we interact with the other SWCDs is we just give them a call and say, hey, are you doing such and such and in what sort of ways can we collaborate or get exchange ideas? I think that's been very, very fruitful. We like to say that. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Everyone's probably been there. We've been working uh, quite a bit with our education programs trying to make sure we're pushing forward not only our strategic plan but how how folks can incorporate some of the financial assistance like grants that you were talking about at the front of the program and the participation in now virtual workshops which we just pulled off in January along with other partners the erosion control summit and then our first Fridays have been going on now for two years but I'm hoping you can shine some light on the specific programs that you feel really push our mission forward? Sure. I mean, we have a variety of programs at Marion SWCD. Um, Landowner Assistance Program, that was the one that I first got involved with and found out about Marion SWCD. You know, that's a program where uh, people who have erosion or issues with water quality and water quantity, et cetera, um, and need help, they can they can come in and, and get a 50% grant in order to help facilitate that um, those two types of projects. SPGs is special projects grant similar to LAP except it's if you have a unique technology. OWEB small grants, um, those are those are grants that are are 
administered through OWEB, uh, which is another state agency that we get uh, additional grant funding from, um, clear education grants. Um, there's the Stan Vistica Scholarship Fund, uh, which we award every year to worthy college, generally college students. Um, Salmon Watch, which you are involved with, uh, which is kind of an exciting thing where every year they... We love Salmon Watch! Salmon Watch is, Salmon Watch is beautiful, yeah. I mean, and, and this year was unique in that we couldn't have students go and actually watch the salmon come back, but we did these really, honestly, amazing quality videos that are mm. that are beautiful and inspiring, and, and I'm proud to share them with people because I... Oh. So good, Terry. That was um, that was a tough that was a tough one, but that was a lot <laughs> of fun to see the finished product. It was really really cool. Yeah, uh, invasive plants and the weed program. That's the Jenny Mizell, um, and then uh, the DEI program where we're looking at um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So uh, I think that sums up the main programs that we have. But we're always looking at um, if we need to modify the programs or expand them in different sorts of ways. Um, but that at the present are the, I think are all our programs that we have. Those are wonderful. The, the, uh, grant programs that, um, what you mentioned, the LAP and SPG and OWEB and CLEAR, again, all of these are on our, um, grants page on our website. And then, uh, Salmon Watch and First Fridays are on our events page. And the invasive and native, um, any irrigation projects or um, heavy use areas for livestock, all of those services are listed on our website. I am excited about DEI. We have a very diverse county to serve and just learning more about our demographics and how we can better do our job for everyone is pretty fascinating. So we're still learning and I think being completely transparent about that is important. And so that's, that's the space we're sitting in. And thank you for kind of giving that overview, Terry. That's that's great. I'm proud to work here, and I, I think we have a really great group of people to work for. Yeah, it's it is. I think it's all very positive, and I what I really find wonderful is how I'm finding that we're getting more people on the board, and the the board is getting more and more energy and more and more expertise, which I think is good. I think so too. It's nice to have drivers that are fully aware of our resources um, locally. And do you have any other thoughts you'd love to share on our conservation spotlight as we get ready to send people onto their day? I guess um, a couple thoughts. One is um, if anybody is interested in becoming involved in Marion SWCD and you live in the district, or probably even if you don't live in the district, um, there's, there's some way you can help. There's some way you can volunteer for some program you want to be on the board you could do that if you wanted to, to to volunteer for education you could do that i also just wanted to share that we have an educated and dedicated and passionate staff the other thing is if you are interested in becoming a manager of the marion swcd and you have a natural resource background and a conservation passion we do have a a manager opening we will be posting that job on our website, so keep your eyes and ears open. And that's another thing to think about is um, careers. The district manager position would be an amazing opportunity, and potentially down the road, the, a tech staff. So we have technical staff that help put conservation on the ground. So keep your eyes open for uh, 
those couple positions on the website, and that's marionswcd.net. Terry, you have been amazing. Thank you for your time. Oh, I'm uh, happy to do it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and taking a few minutes to share the light with us. We are extremely grateful for a community of conservation-minded folks who know the importance of partnerships. And if you would like more information, please visit that website. And we have a Facebook page and Instagram, so check us out there. We will be on KMUZ on the third Wednesday during the Willamette Wake Up on 100.7 or 88.5 FM. So if you liked what you heard on the Conservation Spotlight, tune in to KMUZ. Thanks for listening, and thanks for sharing your light.